0: I never like men's tweets unless I find them attractive, with the exception of a few.
1: Don't don't <laughs> think that like oh <laughs> you
2: you're gonna that. have everyone
1: thinking oh my god she liked my tweet she gonna here first. <laughs> if Maya likes your tweets, she wants to fuck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble.
2: you ready for this?
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to the PPG cast, um, episode two, this is Lindsay, I'm Lily. And <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm
2: Maya. Alright, I'm together,
1: I'm together, I'm together. Okay, we're good, we're good, we, we're <laughs> getting settled in, we're still learning how to do this podcast thing so please bear with us bear with my customer service voice i hope you don't over have time it. it will go away but today we have a lot of things we would like to cover starting with some cbj news um so this past was it this past week gavrikov signed his extension or maybe two weeks
2: think it was baby last week I forget the exact date but I remember getting the notification I think it was 2.8 million for three years um which which I thought was great oh yeah I was expecting a way higher contract me too um especially with the uncertainties around the cap um and he's he's a really good player like he's solid on our second uh pairing defenseman so I think getting him for 2.8 mil is going to be great especially since we still have to sign Pierre Luc Dubois and in the coming years we have other players that we have to resign.
1: Yeah definitely and I'm still anxiously awaiting the dubois extension um but i was really happy to get this gavrikov one out of the way but i i mean i'm not one that's super knowledgeable on like what's an appropriate contract and whatnot i'm still something i'm learning but i definitely was surprised by the amount um but i was happy with it i i thought it was it seemed fair to me and three years is a decent amount of time too that um makes it so we can keep him through you know we can protect him in the expansion draft and everything and i hope after the three years is up we'll keep him for even longer who knows <laughs> well i we never yeah. know nowadays but we'll see we never do but yeah that
2: contract um i i I'm honestly a little shocked that he took that low of a contract. Um, Maybe Yarmo pulled some inside moves to get it that low. Um, But I was fully preparing for like a 3.3 to 3.5 million contract, potentially higher. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I honestly think that contract getting signed is really going to set everything for Pierre-Luc Dubois to sign because money's not an issue now like we have enough money right now for him even yeah. with the uncertainties about what the future of the cap is going to look like due to everything going on so it's just I think it's just a matter of days before he re maybe I mean he's been in Columbus <laughs> maybe he's working with Yarmo. he's like hey hey try to sign this person first so I, I don't know maybe purely Dubois is our next GM we don't know what's going on <laughs>
1: definitely i i saw he was in columbus and i was like oh we should be getting a contract announcement soon and then it's been like three weeks and i'm like come on can we please my <laughs> since we we kind of took the floor with
2: the whole contract stuff do you want to take the floor with the jerseys no oh <laughs> i don't know what to say about them
0: i think they look fine i think they're kind of ugly but i think all jerseys are kind of ugly so
1: well Here's – I just want to know what the logo looks like. The premiere we got today, the little preview of the spots, I thought –
0: Why the stars? Like, are we the Capitals now? Like, why?
2: Why? why? why?
1: Because when I saw it, I liked it. But now that you say that, it pisses me off.
2: Yeah, it 100% reminded me of uh, Mm -hmm. the Capitals. Because they have that stupid little
0: Capitol building, and then they got, like, the stars around it, like, Mm -hmm. on the Washington Capitals jerseys. But it's just, like – it just doesn't seem – it's a little lackluster for me, but –
1: and i'm just really hoping the logo isn't it probably will be one of the old logos or if it is i hope maybe they take like the green out of it i don't know i just really find the old jerseys to be really ugly
0: i hope it's boomer uh,
1: yeah yeah oh, i would too. love boomer that would be great
2: i hope it's boomer anything with the canon i think would be great yeah um i think it's definitely not going to be the current logo because it's reverse retro right um I don't know. I I didn't think about that beforehand the green. And it yeah. um but it would be ugly. really cool to have that logo.
1: Right. And I know I haven't green. been around since the beginning and I know that that logo and those jerseys are nostalgic for everybody. I just cannot stand them and I think they're really ugly. So I if it has that logo on it, I will not be buying it. But I think
0: Carolina's are really really cool. They're, they're having so an homage cool. to the Whalers. Ooh. It's awesome. It's it's so cool, and then the Canucks. I really I love the colors of the Canucks. It just seems like the CBJs took a whole 180. They were like, you know what? Instead of being the Blue Jackets,
1: oh, don't we're gonna be. With this.
0: <laughs> we're gonna be Republicans, <laughs> but like it's like it's red and it's uh, like it's an ugly red. It's not even like a cute red. It's not like a burgundy. It's like a hoot red, you know?
1: I I don't know. I kind of I think the red will be cool. I there is a particular twitter user that is very very upset about the jerseys being red he comments on quite literally everything i already know who you're talking about (laughs) and maya just unfollowed him the other day they are arguing with literally everybody on twitter instagram facebook about um the jerseys being red they're saying they reiterate eight million times that we are the blue jackets and then they give everybody a history lesson about the civil war and how the blue jackets never wore red and blah blah blah. I'm just tired I just don't care it's not that deep it's not that serious it's a jersey that will be worn what twice a season once a season like it's really not that serious
2: it's like literally reverse retro like that's the whole point it's reverse of what we are like if we kept another blue jersey it's like why it's not going to be reverse yeah so I, I mean, I'm honestly a little excited for the Red because it is something new. Um, yeah. It's going to remind me quite a bit of the Devils and the Capitals to start off with. Um, and even the Flames a little bit too. Um, really? But I, I, I think if it's put together well, it could be really nice. I'm very interested to see how they uh, put the White in with it. Uh, because I mean, the pictures they released today, they weren't really that like spoiling anything <laughs> so right. um, I think until we're able to see the full jersey and see it on someone the opinions a lot of people have right now unless they want to give history lessons um, they're kind of invalid because everything looks different on a person on players on ice you know so I think right now it's just a let's talk about some of our opinions but at the end of the day we really don't have a lot to judge on
1: Right. It just seems like wasting your energy arguing about why it should or shouldn't be read is so silly. And I just do not care that much about that. Like, so I can't comprehend why people are arguing about it. So, my thing is, like, is he going to freak out about the colors of the jerseys? Like,
2: when we do St. Patrick's Day, did you know, like, they're wearing green? Like, why don't you talk shit about that then? Like, (sighs) you know, it's not that big of a deal. There are other things going on in this world than the color of a jersey. Like, I'm pretty sure they didn't have Stinger back in the war. (laughs) Like, I don't think Stinger is a part of the history. Like, I may be wrong. I'm sorry if I'm like totally off subject here, but I do not think Stinger was part of the war
1: <laughs> exactly and i don't well, think that's they a- played hockey in the civil war either so hey stinger's the reason why the north won
0: you're right what 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 republican would go up against a wasp a, what is he
2: i don't fucking
1: like know a, like, a yellow <laughs> like a frog
2: wasp <laughs> he's like, a yellow jacket like because a, frog it's wasp? Like a jacket you know like a bee and then like were the blue jackets so yellow plus blue equals green Oh. I don't like Welcome that. to our class with Lily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. I think you. I think I researched that one time. <laughs> cuz I would have rathered him be like red or blue. I don't it's just weird. Like the color green in there just really throws me off every time. I'm like, "Ugh." And I like the color green, but it just really clashes with cuz it's like a really bright green, a really bright red, and then a really dark blue. It's weird. Yeah.
2: I think like our colors they just remind me too much of America (laughs) which is a bad thing like not like a hundred like yeah right now I'm, I'm still embarrassed about this country and I probably will be for a long time but like things are looking better now um with something we'll get into conversation about later but it reminds me too much of America and People want to say keep politics out of sports when, like, literally the teams are wearing flags. I, I agree. It does look a little bit too much like
0: America, which is why I just I don't like the colors. Like, I think for Fourth of July, it's, like, awesome, but it's yeah. hard to celebrate independence.
2: So, since we recorded our last episode, a huge event happened. Um, and has been happening because it wasn't officially marked official until today um thank election. god
1: <laughs> so they can yes. stop saying that the media doesn't decide the election which since when every every year the media is like this person won and then everyone's like okay <laughs> this oh, is this just happened one. to be the year people had issues with
2: <laughs>
1: right so, um, spoiler:
2: alert, we're talking about the election. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Joe Biden um, has officially won the election. He is the president elect. He will be our forty sixth president, um, which is huge. I think there was like four states that flipped, one of which being Georgia, um, the other being Michigan and Pennsylvania. Michigan and Pennsylvania they literally did what Ohio couldn't, which is very disappointing as someone who lives in Ohio um but he won he is going to be the 46th president we have 68 days I believe from the time we're recording this until he will be inaugurated so um I know we're all on the same page us three about how happy we are about the election um if it had been reversed this episode we would have been talking about what's Uh, what parts of Canada we were going to move to and who we were going to become fans of. Um, So that's not a thing this time. So if you're interested, hopefully you never have to find out. Um, But did any of you guys want to talk a little bit about the election, how we're feeling, anything like that? I would like to speak.
0: (laughs) Go. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of feelings. Um, Okay. So one thing that I have been noticing is a lot of trumpies um we should call them trumpets because they're all a bunch of but that's an that's an so so the musical instrument um however um with joe biden winning um there's been a lot of i guess speculation about how they're going to react and like how they're down at the um city halls like protesting and how it's peaceful and notice how like Trump supporters aren't looting, like all that type of shit because it's like the police aren't trying to actually kill you. Um, so with that being said, um, fuck Trump. Um, and I'm really happy Joe won. Um, he has a lot of expectations to reach. Like literally the bar's on the floor right now, but he, we need to raise that bar, especially because he did win. Um, he needs to prove to everyone that he actually is about racial equality and fixing our justice system and fixing our broken police system um, and you know, defunding the police to a point where that funding goes to other more important things such as education um, and making sure that if you do have a situation where you do have to call the police, it's not going to be a life or death situation. Because we are all white women we generally don't have that. We do not have that issue. We will be safe no matter what. Um, but for the LGBT, for the Black community especially, um, there needs to be a lot of reform that he has to get done. And with COVID going on, he has to get that under control and you know essentially reshut everything down because cases aren't going any lower. They're getting worse. Ohio is about to go to purple if it hasn't already. So yeah. at what point do you decide? And it sucks because we won't have him as president until January. And it's gonna get so much worse. It's gonna
1: get way worse. And if we could and just if- get it in control now, by that point, we would we would be good, but.
0: Yeah, and it's like, I'm in Illinois. Um, they are going on a 30 day lockdown. And it would be great if we could all do that. But at the same time, it's scary. Because people who aren't essential employees may have to stop working and they can't afford rent. So Trump's not going to pass a stimulus bill because he's a baby and he lost. So he's not going to do anything to help the Americans at this point. So it's like, we're stuck until January. And if we, if the entire United States goes on lockdown before Joe Biden becomes the official president of the United States- A lot of people are going to be homeless. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. Yeah, And it's just going to be a crap show.
1: It's scary, man. It's scary Mm -hmm. that we had this in control, especially Ohio was leading as one of the, you know, better states in the beginning. And to see where we've gotten to now, I don't, I'm, as someone who already had anxiety, this, this, the past, this past year has just really, been tough I it's a struggle every day I feel scared every day and I'm lucky I'm fortunate enough I live at home still and you know I'm stable I've got my family I can rely on but for the people that don't have that I feel for them because I can't even imagine if I'm this scared how they must feel not knowing if they're gonna be able to take care of their kids not knowing if they're gonna have a place to live not knowing if they're gonna have a job um and I don't know how unemployment will work the second time around. They're going to have to extend benefits for everybody if that happens. But
0: but yeah, it's definitely like, I know you and I talk about this all the time, Lily, but it's definitely, yeah. he has a lot of standards to reach up until the end of his four years as president. He has to meet every expectation that has been set for him by the people who voted for him. And one yeah. of the biggest One of the main groups that elected Joe Biden was black women because of Kamala Harris and having her as our first female vice president, a person of color, a woman of color is absolutely humongous. Incredible. And black women showed up and showed out and we owe this entire election to that community. And he needs to prove that he is going to defend that community until he is no longer president. Yeah. Yeah point blank period
1: i think yeah i think that's definitely the community that is owed the most right now after after this year after this past four years with a president that has shown he not only doesn't care about them but disrespects them and disregards them as people uh i really hope that we can show them that we are sorry we let that happen and we can um, turn it around and just make this a safer, happier place for them to live and that they feel comfortable living here um, with us, you know?
2: Great. Yeah, I think, like Maya said, there are a lot of expectations and a lot of things he said to get him to this point, and now it's just going to be continuation of us holding him accountable for that, not mm-hmm. stepping down, because that's what a lot of Trump supporters – did with trump you know trump said he was going to do so many things a lot like things that i don't personally agree with because they were wrong for the most part
1: yeah
2: um and when he didn't do those things people just really his supporters didn't really care but i think with joe getting elected and the support he received we all want change. So we're going to be holding him accountable and making sure he stays true to everything he said that he's going to do. Because that's going to be fundamental to this country literally surviving the shitstorm of Donald Trump being president, which I still cannot believe even happened in the first place. I like, I can't believe, and I can't believe over 70 million people voted for him again. I wish, like, shocked. where have you been? been the past four years because i know it's not been the same country
1: right is it russia again like what's going on because it was significantly more people voting in general because i don't know did joe end at 76 million or was it still 75 million i don't know Um, i don't don't know the
2: exact uh, number but i know it was definitely the most
1: votes for yeah he broke i think obama held the record with like 69 million votes in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice um love that for you obama um and then you know, joe broke that by a lot it was i think it was 75 million and then trump even broke it by a million yeah. he got i think around 70 million so and that's all he's year. focusing on too he's focusing
2: on oh i had the most ever vote like sweetie there is another person who was running who beat you <laughs> like let's i don't know not if you knew like, this was a
1: competition happened. but you lost That's like, you know, go ahead. I don't know what I was going with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then that kind of, like, puts us in, like, a really weird dilemma because, you know, unless something with Joe Biden happens, like, he dies or, like, he's unfit to be president, you know he's going to be the Democratic nominee, like, it's the next election. But then at the same time, with how, like, tumultuous, tumultuous, (laughs) like, with how high the stakes are at this point for black communities LGBT the lgbt community for trans community like for all the communities that are being affected right now especially immigrants in daca and um you know people literally getting shot by the police and like nobody caring yeah, exactly. like brianna taylor like no justice was given to her like her going would be getting sued bringing it back but if joe doesn't prove to be what he's saying he is but then we have a republican candidate who's also 10 times worse what are we going to do it's not like we can just be like oh like i mean yes we're going to vote for the lesser of two evils which is exactly what happened in this situation in this election but at the same time joe has these standards that he has to meet but if he doesn't reach them and he's running again these communities aren't going to get their rights exactly until we have a whole new election like a whole whole new candidates where they have to go to the uh republican national convention and the dnc and it's like these people these these communities are going to be screwed over uh, until they get a president like alexandria i was just gonna
1: say i think is she she's eligible to run the next election isn't she she'll be 35 But
0: but the problem is is that if bernie's the incumbent they're gonna go with or not bernie i'm sorry biden's the incumbent they're going to go with him because he's already the president. That's true. Unless he decides I don't want to run again. But it's like, it's this really weird situation where it's like, do we go with the person who's going to do nothing if he happens to do nothing? Or are we going to change again and risk the lives of these communities once again? It's just, it's a really weird situation that we're going to have to like figure out as it comes along. And hopefully Joe doesn't disappoint yeah. But it's just something that you have to think about in the back of your head because at the end of the day, we might have to st- that, like deal with this guy for like eight years, you know? Yeah,
1: definitely. Girls,
0: it's a big responsibility keeping an evil villain in the house. You've got to feed him, water
2: him, take him for walks, keep him from causing mayhem and chaos and chewing the furniture. So we just wanted to highlight a few of the dumb hockey players on social media of the week. Um, taking it off at number one, I feel like it's going to be hard to beat him to be the dumbest hockey player on social media. Um, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs>
1: um,
2: Congratulations,
1: have- King. You you did something. You yeah, won- You finally got first place at something.
2: Um, but he... Said before the election, he wasn't going to talk about it until the results were in. And I think it was like literally an hour later, he was already tweeting about politics.
1: And then deleted um,
2: Twitter. <laughs> yes. So his last tweet before he deleted Twitter was, Well, where's COVID? I guess it doesn't exist like during the election. It was something along those lines. And it's like, Boy, So many people have just died within the past day. So don't be pretending like that. It's not a thing just because you're not paying attention to it. So that's what led him to deactivate. He was gone for less than 24 hours. I think the worst part about that is if you had him blocked or muted (gasps) since he deactivated when he came back, he was like, I had him blocked. Um, When he came back, he was unblocked. so I had to re-block him and I know Maya had an an experience with that as well it's like now all of us are stuck seeing Tony D'Angelo tweets when we really tried to block him out of our lives but um ultimately um his candidate loss he is truly going to be the dumbest hockey player of the week I can call it now for the the next (laughs) for like every single episode that we have until like He's no longer a hockey player, but I feel like we're still going to have to talk about him because he's so dumb and he tries to act like he's relevant because he's really not. Like he's, was, you, he's you know, I think
0: we should make a pact okay. as a podcast to stop saying his name mm. because that is ultimately what he's going for. He's trying to be a troll. He's trying Fair to be no. funny. And if we give him the clout that he wants, then he'll continue. So I think as a podcast yes we not we he is for 2020 he is the stupidest most irrelevant hockey player ever okay he this is, is the, the he,
1: only award he will win ever from this point yes. ever
0: <laughs> so from this point on I think that we should not speak his name and we should call him Voldemort
1: I was just going to say
2: yes
0: <laughs> be, because I do not want to waste my energy on a man that looks like he does because honey you are nothing special
1: he is you does are not-,
0: not enough to act that way no you are not matt barzal you are not brock besser you are not tyler sagan you are nothing you are the ant on the bottom of my shoe please shut the fuck up the second dumbest hockey player of the week jared seth jones <gasps> Ooh,
1: this is a hot take
2: Maya has I a want lot to, to say about
1: this. So buckle up, everyone. This is going to be very, very knowledgeable, but also very ranting. I'm going to eat my popcorn while you say this. I'm muting.
0: <laughs> okay. Jared. Jared Jones. Jared Seth Jones. I would like to say that I respect you as a human being. I respect what you do as a hockey player. I respect all that you have done for young black men. However, I'd like to take this point to say that what you're doing is completely reckless. You are advocating for a man who does not care about your community, but because you are privileged, you think it's okay. Like, I don't understand how as a man, like, I I, I physically cannot get it through my brain that you have seen everything that has happened over the past couple of years, like over the past year with black communities and continue to support the man that does not give a shit about your race. Because once, when has he ever advocated for a black community? The one time he even mentioned, Donald Trump mentioned, a black man was when there was one man, he said, hey, look at my black guy over there at one of his rallies. Tell me what has he done as your president to show you that he cares about you and your community. You can deny it all you want, but you are black. But because you are rich, you do not care because the only thing you care about is your money. You care about the taxes that are going to be infringed on you. And yet you do not care about basic human rights that are being violated. Please, I would love to have Seth Jones on this podcast and I would love to hear his point of view and why he voted for Trump again. Again, allegedly, I don't know if he voted for Trump, but as far as his tweets and his likes go, it's pretty obvious. So with that being said, fuck you. For doing that, for making it a slap in the face to your community, Couldn't, I can't comprehend how much it must hurt as seeing a Black, like as a, if I was a Black kid and one of my idols was a Black hockey player like Seth Jones, seeing him support Trump, knowing that that, that hurts my community, I would be devastated. But the thing is, is he's silent about it. He tries to be sneaky about it. He'll like tweets, but he won't retweet them. He's trying to hide it. Like, if you're going to be open and up front, be upfront. Be like Tony D'Angelo.
2: But you're scared. Why? Um, this one's kind of a tie for me um, between Nathan Gerby um, and Tom Cicito. Um I don't getting- even know Ooh. who that is. <laughs> okay. So let's start with Tom. So he is a uh, former hockey player he's retired now I believe yes he's retired um and he's just did a lot of shitty things the past couple weeks um like I'm going through his timeline right now and one of his retweets is from Aubrey Huff um and he retweeted and it says I can't wait to not take a vaccine for a cold that has a 99% survival rate um He's, like, a major Trumpy as well. Like, his tweets are, like, he's liked a tweet that's, like, bump if you haven't abandoned Trump. Just overall a terrible oh person. <laughs> um, his ties to CBJ. Um, he was drafted in 2006, 85th overall by the Blue Jackets. Oh. He played. <laughs> he played, I believe, I think it was around... 12 to 13 games with the jackets Ooh, and I, a lot of games <sighs> i don't believe he i think maybe he had like one or two goals with us but overall in his stats like he then got traded to the flyers um he's played for the penguins um he he's like a heavy heavily penalized player like I think he won an award at one point for being the most penalized player in the NHL. Um, but overall, his stats in the NHL—he's played over in the NHL for nine years and only played 154 games and had 10 goals and 11 assists.
1: 154 so games so, isn't even two full seasons.
2: Yeah, it's like total. Yeah, exactly. But he's been in the NHL for nine years, so that's like that's one of the honorable mentions of dumb hockey players of the week. But NHL is he even a? Of the hockey week, but he's not even an NHL player. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, he's not even but, important enough to make the
1: list. Yeah,
2: yeah. I just felt the need to highlight it because he was definitely on my timeline. He was. Um, I forget who he was defending, but um he popped up on my timeline and I just wanted to unfortunately mention him it shouldn't even be an honorable mention it's a dishonorable mention um, so taking it back to Nathan Gerby um a lot of people were tweeting how upset they were with Donald Trump falsely claiming that he won the election which we know is not true and he tweeted something like oh who knew Twitter um could control freedom of speech Need and like first know. amendment rights and it was just like sweetie no like he's spreading false news like he wants to claim fake news so much but he is literally fake news yeah. um and then the funniest thing to me was a lot of people coming at him for his height like so many people were coming at him I think one person said um, I used to than you bitch <laughs> you have to be at least How five you to have <laughs> You have to be at least five eight to have like a an opinion. An opinion. <laughs> um, so a lot of people were coming at him for his height, and it's okay. He like I he probably he doesn't
1: even care about that though. Like, I did see him yeah. coming back at somebody that was like, I could like buy your life, son. Like, don't shit talk me. Like, basically, <laughs> like it that's like a more like not <laughs> appropriate.
2: Say that <laughs> it was like <laughs> no, he said. I may be 5'4,
1: but at least I've won championship. But basically like he's flexing like that he's more relevant he and rich and whatever in, in a more dad way than what yeah.
0: I am. I'm 5'4, but, but I will fucking buy you.
1: <laughs> I'll
2: buy you I all by your life. <laughs> so I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm honestly not too surprised yeah. that his views came out like this. He's an one old one of the white things, man. <laughs> Well, in addition to that, one of the things that really sticks out is um, back when the NHL first came back, it was the game that they played against the Bruins. Um, It was just like the exhibition games prior to us playing the Leafs, Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: they all stood in the circle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, We're basically honoring, they were trying to make it Black Lives without saying Black Lives Matter, And him and Cam Atkinson, they admitted to this too. They conspired ahead of time to go and stand next to Chara, which I love because they thought it would be funny. Yeah. Like it was funny, don't get me wrong, but it took away from. Oh my God, you're so right. That is not
1: the time
2: to make a joke shit it was completely wrong of them to do it
1: that's really, and it true. really I didn't even think of that and I feel stupid for not thinking of that but that's such a good point
2: and that's the thing a lot of people didn't think of it and honestly you weren't seeing the media attention surrounding about what they were doing and what they were like what every player was doing and what they were doing it for
1: well and you can partially circling blame, back to the height yeah us. you could partially blame the NHL for that too because they made it such a discreet honoring of black lives matter like of course i forgot this.
0: the way vegas handled the shooting mm. and the golden knights in their inaugural season
2: mm-hmm.
0: was the best showcase of integrating world issues into the nhl but because it was a country concert and there was like conspiracy theories that like it was like a el- because it's like a thing, like where all country people are, like you know, Republicans or whatever.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Everyone's like,
0: it's like an attack against Republicans, but like it wasn't. It's just some asshat, like that That's just wanted like, to kill. Yeah. yeah, like that just wanted to kill a bunch of people. Um, and I'll say I lived there during that time. That um, I lived in Vegas, and I went to um, I went to one of the preseason games. And, like, because I couldn't afford tickets because they were expensive. Oh, I can but, imagine. <laughs> um, they honored. And, it, it, like, media attention around it, like, was huge. Yeah. Because they're honoring something huge that happened. And then the NHL, like, when George Floyd died, was murdered. I'm sorry. When George Floyd was murdered. Yeah. It was just kind of like, oh. Like, no. Like, we're kind of like slide it in there like it's like a little you can't expect people to be okay with how you're reacting to world issues when it's proven like with colorado how they honored blue lives matter openly yeah openly supported the blue lives matter movement but when it comes to black lives it's just kind of like hush hush no definitely like you're not you're not seeing the issue here the only people you're honoring are the white people
2: before we get on to what probably everybody has joined our podcast for for get tender with maya um we wanted to talk a little bit more about covid and the updates that have happened um at least within Ohio, since that's where we are all located. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Ohio is nearing another lockdown. Daddy it DeWine is, very- is
1: angry. <laughs> he it's is going to ground us.
2: us. <laughs> It is very possible by the time this episode comes out that Ohio will already be on a lockdown and it's uncertain the length of time it could be. I've seen things, you know, two weeks. I've seen things saying six to eight weeks. <laughs> Nobody really knows what's going to happen, but I I blame a lot of people for allowing this to happen. Those yeah. who don't wear their masks, those who are traveling unnecessary, those who are gathering in a non-socially distancing, you know, setting, it's one of those things, you know, I, right now, currently, I have an aunt who is about to be placed in hospice and she is struggling with COVID. She Uh was tested positive Uh and she had a lot of pre-existing medical conditions, but that isn't what's killing her. What's killing her right now is COVID and the impacts it's having on her health. So, I was pretty fortunate enough where COVID didn't necessarily directly impact me before this, but I'm still a decent human being where I realized it was impacting other people. So I was taking it seriously. No. I was one of those people where I like to go out. I was going out pretty much every weekend. I was going to hockey games. I was doing a lot of things that I consider very privileged at this point, um, I took a step back from that once everything happened, because I read and I educated myself about how serious of an issue this is. At this point, I really don't leave home that often. I pretty much stay at home all day, every day. If I go out, um, it's to the store, maybe I'm going a little shopping just for a couple necessities. I do online shopping for the most part. And I even get groceries delivered sometimes. Um, I don't go out like I think I've been to maybe one restaurant in a sit down setting within like the past couple of weeks I yeah. order food if anything um I don't go out to bars anymore we went out for a Mexican a couple weeks ago, but that was socially distanced and we weren't sitting at a bar. We literally ordered a couple daiquiris and sat in our booth and well, stared yeah. at a guy that Maya thought was hot.
1: <laughs> like, And I think we, there was a point in this where we all started to feel this false sense of safety. Like we felt like, okay, I'm going to slowly start experimenting, going back out. Because even I, who am absolutely terrified, <laughs> I, I started to try and, force myself to be comfortable. Like I can't, I realize I can't hide in my house for forever. I haven't been to a restaurant in eight months. I haven't really gone anywhere. Um, there was once there's a mall near me that's like outdoor indoor. And I went to that because I needed to like return something and exchange it. Um, and I only went to the outside part, wore my mask, use hand sanitizer, you know, all that jazz, even that made me uncomfortable, but I was just trying to convince myself like (laughs) that it's safe and it's not it's not safe like our cases are going up by thousands every day I think now we've reached a maximum of 7,000 new cases in one day and I realize that that seems insignificant considering the number of people that live in Ohio but there's (laughs) still people yeah who knows how high that could get if we keep trending in this direction and Yeah, it might be a small number in comparison, but what if those people were your family? And what if they were people that, like Lily's aunt, have pre-existing conditions where it could cause some pretty drastic effects, you know? Like, would you want that to happen to your family? No. So why don't you help, you know, stop the spread so other people don't have to deal with it too? Like, I just... I just... This is my plea. If you're not taking this seriously please. I I know wearing the mask sucks. I wear one to my work every day for six to seven hours straight. We're not allowed to take them off. I can't breathe. I feel like I'm going to faint like four times during my shift. It makes me dehydrated. But if that's what I have to do to one, make money, and then two, keep everyone I work with and everyone I interact with safe, I'm going to do it because I have to, you know? go ahead. No, you go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, When I first moved here, um, it was obviously very different because things were starting to lighten up a little bit. Like Ohio had just gotten off its lockdown. Like things were kind of opening again. It was kind of like, oh, like maybe it's okay. And then like Lily and I went out um, like I think a week and a half or two after I moved here, we went to fours. They had masks. We were distant from everybody, you know, bartenders wearing masks. And um, we also went to, we would go get brunch every once in a while. Um, obviously, not very often because it's kind of hard because it's like, you got to make reservations. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a lot. And then I think the last time, the last time that she and I went out for drinks was in August. We went to Seesaw. We haven't, Ever since then, she and I have not gone out um, other than to like maybe a, a, sitting down at a restaurant here and there. Most of the time, like she said, we go get, we get takeout. Like we go through a drive through or we get it delivered. Um, with groceries, sometimes we'll go to the grocery store. Sometimes we'll stay home and order it in because shipped sponsor us. <laughs> um, but it's just like, It's gotten to the point where I don't know about her, but I don't feel comfortable going out anymore. Mm -hmm. It's, I, it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk of contracting COVID. There was times right after we went out where it's like, oh my God, I think I got COVID, but I didn't, I didn't have any symptoms. I was just paranoid. The amount of times I've said that to myself.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's,
0: it's not worth the paranoia. No. At all. So. After that, we stopped going out. Um, the only time we went out was for, like, necessities. Every once in a while, we'll go out, go – like, we went Christmas shopping the other day. And, like, it's just – sometimes it is nice to get out of the house, but we wear masks all the time.
1: Yeah, 100%. She and
0: I live together, so it's very hard – we we're in contact with each other every day. If we're in my car, we're not going to wear masks because
1: we yeah, live yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I
0: – it's just – it's – I was talking to this guy that we matched on Tinder, um, and he is a football player. Um, and he um got COVID, and before he re- I believe before he tested negative, he was going back out already. And I was like, he was like, let's hang out. I was like, no,
1: <laughs> You're like, I'm not getting COVID. No, <laughs> no um, idiot.
0: It's just it's crazy to me, and Halloween how many people are going out on Halloween?
1: Oh my God. I literally dressed up just to take a picture at my own house. I literally didn't. Yeah, go same. I, like I get it guys. I get it so much. This sucks. We don't want to do this anymore, but that doesn't make it go away. And that doesn't make people yeah. stop dying. What makes it go away is if we just work together and, and just, you know, Social distance, wear your mask, use hand sanitizer. Don't yell at employees at random stores for enforcing rules that are inflicted on them by the government. Like they have yeah. no control over that. It's, it's just so silly. <laughs> I don't, it's hard to understand why people have such a difficulty with this. It just constantly feels like there, there has to be a fight, no matter what it's about. And somehow this whole thing has become conservative versus liberal people like liberal people wear a mask conservatives like think it's attacking their rights it why masks aren't political (laughs) it's science it's safety people are suddenly not trusting of the government thinking that this is some weird government thing and it's like no every other country and the goddamn world is dealing with this right now too this is a real thing doctors are saying it scientists are saying it what who else does god need to come down onto earth himself and shake you and say this is a real virus (laughs) like people are dying like what it just i don't understand and i like i said i can empathize with you wearing the masks fucking sucks it's not fun but that's just life life's not fair life isn't fun 24 7 you got to do what you got to do i don't see it as an attack on my rights i see it as almost like this is going to sound really stupid, but like an American duty, like a duty to the people I'm wearing my mask because I care about my fellow American people and I want to protect them and protect myself. And if I've got to wear this mask, even if it isn't a hundred percent effective, I'm going to, I'm going to do it because I care yeah. about you guys, even though you suck. That's, <laughs> that's what we've kind of
2: talked about as well. Like I, I personally feel like if I was to contract COVID um, which I'll, I'll be honest. I think I've had it before, but it was before like they allowed testing and things like that. I literally went to an urgent care and I asked about it and they said, oh, you can only get tested with CDC approval. That's before, you know, over 200,000 people died from it in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I personally believe if I was to contract it, I would be able to beat it. But I do not think people that I may have exposed to it, and people that they could have exposed to it, and so on, because there's so much exposure that comes with one positive person. Mm-hmm. I could not live with myself if I knew I was responsible for spreading COVID to somebody and they died because of it. Exactly. So going back a little bit to COVID, yes, um, with the risk of Ohio going on lockdown um one of the last concerns of course but since we are a hockey related podcast we're going to talk about it um is what is going to happen with the upcoming season uh because Ohio does house an NHL team (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes is what is going to happen um even though this isn't directly related to the NHL um college hockey is coming back. Um, I believe there's not going to be any fans, at least with OSU, um, very limited games. Um, I think very minimal traveling too. I'm not sure the specifics because it just came out like recently. Um, but one of the hockey teams that I do follow that's with college is UMass University of Massachusetts. Um, and, they started for the season because of COVID, they are offering their season ticket holders and new season ticket holders, a virtual season ticket membership so um, with this package you get to have a fan cutout in the stands and you can add additional for additional cost. so like if you had one season ticket that you were buying and you wanted you know your boyfriend or your husband to be next to you you could pay an extra like fifty dollars to have them oh, next oh cute that's fun um there's going to be virtual watch parties you're going to get to take part in like um zoom conferences with coaches Um, There's going to be, like, playlists, timelines, opportunities to be featured in spotlights. There's going to be, like, raffles for gift cards. You get to put a message up on the um, video board for the players. Like, it's a really cool package, and I was very intrigued by it when I first saw it on Instagram. And it's at a very reasonable cost of $110, Um, which college hockey, a lot of times, that's predominantly college students um, who are... Attending the games, like at least with OSU, if you're a college student and you bring your Buck ID, you get to get into the game free.
1: Do you know, um, are they offering I, student discounts for those season tickets? Probably not. I not.
2: don't know. Because um, I know they're probably
1: ex- hurting for some money right now too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a UMass student, so I don't
2: know all the logistics. This is just something that I saw and it intrigued me. So I pinned it because I knew I kind of wanted to talk about it. Um, that I would love to see NHL teams potentially do that. I know for the playoffs, they were asking fans to, you know, submit a sign uh and submit song suggestions, but that was very minimal. And it was for like limited amount of games. Um, We're looking at potentially a 42 game plus season ahead. So I would love to see more fan involvement especially it's a great way you know during a deadly pandemic to keep the fans involved you can make money as well as the fans are you know benefiting from it and the nhl is getting marketing so it's something i'd love to see the nhl um kind of notate as well like hey like let's do something like this um i know personally i'm a blue jacket season ticket holder i have four hundred dollars worth of my tickets from last season um, that I don't know what's happening with. It would be really nice right now to have that extra $400, but they're literally saving it until like the plans for the next season are up.
1: I, <laughs> I already, I don't know what I was thinking. I had the same thing where I had a little bit of money from last season left over. I immediately put it towards the next season and I knew we probably wouldn't get to be- go to games this coming season. So, I guess my hopes were for maybe like the next season, but I already like paid in full for it because that's just what I do. And I like really want that money back. <laughs> yeah. It just feels silly to have it just sitting there in limbo. Or they've probably already spent it, I guess. But
2: yeah. Uh, exactly. And that's one of the things for me, at least, you know, because we're not alone. I know people who have signed up for like five year plans. Oh, yeah. You know, I forgot the season tickets. Mm-hmm. They did that right before the ticket tax was added. Mm-hmm. Um, last I think two seasons ago, maybe last season, I don't know. Um, but it's like one of those things. A lot of fans have money currently involved in this, like season ticket holders, yeah. and we're we're not getting any of it back. I don't even know if they offered to refund that money to anyone.
1: I doubt I it. Swear I swear considering- they only gave the
2: option. Yeah, of you can put it towards next season and we'll add like a 20% bonus, which I was like, oh, okay, at the time, because, you know, things were starting to look better in Ohio. And it's like, oh, maybe, you know, the whole US will take after this and, you know, we'll beat this pandemic. And like in a couple months, things will be fine, which is not the case. It's yeah. honestly worse than it was back in March. It's kind of frustrating because, you know, I had to miss work for a- I had to miss work recently, so an extra $400 would be great right now. Um, oh, I could put that sure. towards Christmas presents, you know, it's, it's a lot that would benefit me, um, and if you guys are going to keep my money, at least maybe start offering something that I'm benefiting from
1: it would be, a be Yeah, I, that would definitely be really nice, um, some sort of package or something that makes us feel like we're still you know and a hint of normalcy I suppose and we're still season ticket holders because I don't want it to be like I was a season ticket holder for these seasons and then I took this season off against my will and then these you know that kind of thing I want it to be like consistent and I know that's not super important but it's like I would like to be able to support my team in that manner even if we're not able to be there in person
0: yeah. Here's a hot take. Oh. Um, I feel like the only thing that the NHL cares about is the money. Yeah. Um, in reality, what I see happening, um, they may do something to where they, you know, do the virtual thing which would be awesome um but unless they get sanctioned by the u.s government i think they're going to try and push for fans to come
1: yep i mean they're going to the nfl's doing it i don't see why Mm -hmm. the nhl wouldn't try
0: they are going to do everything ma'am they're going to do everything in their power that they can to get fans into that arena yeah the way i see it working season ticket holders get to go first so like you guys
1: I um, will not go. <laughs> I will sell my tickets.
0: Yeah, but like they'll like get those people in first. They'll have like certain seating.
1: Yeah.
0: Um like every other seat or something like that and um ticket prices are going to go up because obviously it's a hot commodity.
1: Yeah.
0: To go to a live event. I personally don't see the NHL doing anything virtually because with this with how they did the um, postseason, like Lily said, like just getting like a couple things from fans here and there. i I seriously doubt that they care enough to do that because with with college, it is student and fan based because those are the people that are bringing in the college money, you know, people are paying to go here. Yeah, you don't have to like for pro sports they'll get fans anywhere they don't really care
1: i mean yeah because if you think about it from like a marketing standpoint if they want to like look good to people which the nhl doesn't really care about we've talked about um but if they want to look good they would offer some sort of something virtually even even if they were going to allow fans what about the fans that aren't comfortable going but want to support their team you should still offer something and I don't know. And there's also the difference between the NFL and the NHL is NFL, for the most part, all of those stadiums are outdoor. Mm. And I feel like that's a little more safe. I don't know if that's something I've just made up um, as long as people are spread out. Uh, but NHL's indoor, it's cold. Like that's a COVID breeding ground, you know? Like I just, I don't think that's smart. And I know that they don't care what Science. I think. I'm not a doctor, but, <laughs> and they don't care Mostly. what, even if you were a doctor, they wouldn't care.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is that they're, they're all, like most, the majority of the people high up in the NHL, conservative. Yeah. They probably don't believe in COVID. They probably don't believe in wearing masks. They yeah. don't give a fuck. COVID's Santa like, and you can just choose to believe in it or not believe in it. Yeah, like, they're probably just yeah. like, fuck it. Like, let's just get everyone that we can, you know? But yeah. without, you know, causing an outbreak.
1: You can still make money. Have- I'll buy I'll buy a little cardboard cutout. That's fun. I'll do that. Yeah. I just little- have a
0: I just have a fucking feeling.
1: Yeah. Once no, January like- comes
0: around, they're gonna be like,
1: oh, we're opening games and we're gonna be like Well and I'm also huh? I thought I heard yeah. something about the January start date being pushed back to February now. Are we I we something about a- that too. <laughs> um
2: I, I mean based off of what I've seen and taking into consideration the nhl is uh, wanting the money yeah. they're definitely going to try to make this season work i think a huge thing that's going on right now is the spike in numbers and taking that into consideration they're doing very little of that taking it into consideration but it's still something they're at least kind of taking a look at yeah um And also taking players like other countries, like we've talked about a little bit before, they're also experiencing spikes. A lot of players, you know, they're not necessarily U.S. born players. So a lot of them are in Canada. A lot of them are European. They're in Russia. They're in Sweden. A lot of players are scattered right now. And you know, there's going to be a lot of work that goes into getting them back into the U.S. and Canada, of course, because there are Canadian teams. So, um, I I think it's something there's a lot more logistics of it than they realize that is yeah. going to I happen for the when end- they initially plan for a January date.
0: Definitely, I feel so bad for people like Oscar, who yeah. have to like who are immunocompromised because he had cancer, and it feels like he's being forced to like come back like ideally like i get you love the sport but and it's great that he played in the postseason i think it's awesome
1: yeah yeah that was amazing but but it's so scary
0: like i and And, and well the the
1: post postseason felt a little more safe because yeah the bubble was really really good but i doubt they'll be able to do anything like that for a regular season
2: they can't and right now that's even what's being discussed is they're not planning on like bubbles right now they're discussing that play teams playing in their home you know arenas is looking like the most likely option which I do not personally see a way that is going to work the NHL had zero positive tests in the bubbles yeah but when you're going out of the bubbles we've seen NA- NFL teams
1: oh, having can't the trust issues those guys to not yeah. go out not have girls over like there needs to be some sort of like reprimand like a punishment like if you go out and you break the rules you're either not allowed to play for the rest of the season or well and you're not getting paid because yeah you broke the rules like what other job can you just go break the rules and they're like oh oops you know <laughs>
2: even even breaking the rules in the mlb i'm not sure if either of you guys saw this But he tested positive that day. Was told you cannot come out. You have to go and quarantine. He came out and took part of the celebrations, and was in like the pictures and everything. He took his mask off. Players have tested positive. Their family members have tested positive, and he apologized. And MLB dropped it. He's not going to face any consequences. Oh, fuck your that.
1: apology. What if one of your teammates' children died because of it? Like, I'm just, yeah. I, well, who comes to mind to me is Nick Felino. I love that man. His children are so precious. I know that they have those, um, I don't know the specifics, but I know there's like pre existing conditions they have. And if, God forbid, he went and played and then comes home and you know potentially brings COVID into his home what could happen to his children yeah is it really worth it no
0: and what's crazy is the backlash that was it took a rask yes. that left oh my god mm-hmm. like how are you going to protect your players like from that you know like it's just they they left him out to dry
1: yeah they, let they really did pack him and his character because he was going home to his daughter the only mm-hmm. person that
0: actively defended Tuka Rask was his agent good good if I'm remembering correctly yeah but like so.
1: the team didn't say anything mm-hmm. his teammates didn't say anything are you kidding if I if I, if I was Tuka and
0: I had to go back to that environment I'd be like fuck no yeah
1: I'm not playing mm-hmm. here no no way yeah, but and it was or- none of our business. It could have been his daughter. It could have been that he didn't mentally feel like he could be in the bubble anymore, because I'm sure that sucked mentally for those yeah. guys. It could be any reason. It is none of our business why he wanted so, to. So, legally speaking, from an HR perspective, um-
2: You cannot legally ask someone why they are leaving their job. You can't tell them that their reason for leaving isn't good enough. Yes, they can face consequences for their actions. Like where I work, we have a point system. So like if you leave early, you're going to get appointed for that. And if you're doing it frequently, ultimately, you you could get fired for that. But it's legally something where you do not have to give a reason. And he did give a reason to his employer He did not have to give a reason to the public. No. He did not. But of course, the Twitter keyboard warriors had something to say. And again, the only people who were defending them were those on social media who are active, who do more for marketing in the NHL than the NHL does. Like, we were the ones who were defending them. And it's sick that we even had to because he is a human being. His family are humans. Like, you... (laughs) I don't see a reason why a grown man, because this is mostly the men who were causing the issues on Twitter, mad at him for leaving, could get so mad when there is literally a deadly global pandemic happening. Exactly.
1: And I think going back to how the team Twitter account didn't even defend him or stick up for him at all. It bugs me a lot. This is a little off topic, but it bugs me a lot how the teams are so censored on social media. Like, I've had the Blue Jackets tell me that they couldn't retweet my stuff or even like it because it goes against their like rules or policies or whatever. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Why? Well, you can't like fans' stuff. Like, it's not inappropriate. I'm not making inappropriate content. What is the reason? And it's just weird. Like, that's just one example. I can think of, but I'm sure there's other stuff. I mean, we see them not talk about Black Lives Matter and that kind of, we've already mentioned this. Um, but they sure be open are, about Blue Lives Matter. Right, right. Yep. And I'm sure there are people that work for the social media department that support the movement, but if they said anything, they would get fired. Just yep. like the, uh, I wish I could remember her position with the Texans. I believe her first name is Amy. Um, she's like a PR she was a PR manager for the Texans until she was fired for not being a cultural fit after she tweeted um, uh, something supporting Kamala Harris being the first uh, person of color woman vice president-elect. That's ridiculous. She was fired it's- for not being a cultural fit after she has been a top, like she has been praised by so many people, I think even won an award um, for how good she is at her job and you're gonna tell me she's not a cultural fit after she supports the most recent election winner oh i just love these stories where you laugh and
2: learn um it is time for everyone's favorite portion of the podcast yay get (laughs) Tinder with maya so maya Go ahead and tell us who we're talking about this week.
0: All right. So this week we're talking about Golden Boy, who actually has nothing to do with Tinder. Okay. So this is when I was living in Las Vegas. So I'm pretty sure you all can figure out what team he played for. Um, big shocker. Um, so it's New Year's Eve. I'm absolutely hammered. It's 2018. I feel like I'm on top of the world. I live in Las Vegas. I am thriving, you know, doing the damn thing. And then I get home. So, okay, so I blacked out. (laughs) Like I'm completely gone. I, I get on Instagram. I had found this man. I had found Golden Boy through the Explorer page. Didn't really know who he was, but I knew he played for the team. So I get excited. (laughs) So I like one of his photos. Again, I'm blackout drunk. It was one from a while ago. And, um, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I go to a party, I get home. It's like 5am. I'm like drunk as shit. And, um, my aunt's out of town who I lived with. (laughs) I get on Instagram and I see that he liked two of my photos and I'm like, Oh, okay. And it was recent. So I go back, I like two more of his. And then he goes back and likes all of my photos. And so I do the same thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't message him. I just leave it. He followed me. And then like, we're just like chilling, you know? It, it just kind of happened. He followed me for a little bit. That was it. Um, and then Lily comes and visits me like a couple weeks later. This man um, was not playing at the time. Um, and, and he comes to the practice. And it's only Lily and I, because our other friend that was with us wasn't in there. She was waiting for someone else. And we just like make eye contact and like, I just, I dip out and that's the end of the story of Golden Boy. It's not as interesting. Um, There's a lot more interesting stories, but uh, that's the time that I got followed by an NHL player um, on Instagram. He liked all my photos and I never talked to him again he did go what? back though recently and like liked some of my photos and i was like oh and he refollowed me and then it followed me again i was gonna
1: say we can keep this off the record but is he still following you
0: he doesn't anymore but um
1: what? What? we went back okay. and forth can with like following each about, other. i hate when men do that where they'll like your pictures you make a first move and maybe they don't see this as a move but as a woman this men this is a first move i like yeah two or three of your pictures you hit yeah, me yeah. back with a couple of likes. Okay, cool. I like another picture. It is now your turn. You need to DM me or we will never speak to each other. I am not DMing you first. No yeah. way in hell. Like, how did that man like every single one of your pictures but not DM you?
0: <laughs> I know. One one thing that I do frequently is if I see someone that like I followed – because recently i had a thousand followers which is very exciting and, like, a bunch of people like followed me in that time and i didn't really get a chance to like see who they were and a couple of cute guys followed me and so i was going through my timeline and i like see like this guy <laughs> and he's a hockey fan and i was like oh he's kind of cute and so i liked his tweet and That's he rare. just like didn't slide in my dms and i was like oh. it's oh, your damn. duty
2: All right, so we are towards the end of the episode. Um, We are going to go ahead and end it with some questions and topics of the week. Um, We did post a tweet earlier this week once the retro jerseys were revealed um, asking how everyone thought. So we just wanted to highlight a few of the comments we've received um g ray on twitter g underscore ray 34 said it's reverse retro so i love the red and i hope it's the old logo we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier. i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) i personally i would like to see um the uh current logo that we have on the third jerseys or like an updated version of it i think that would be great but we talked about that at the beginning so we won't spend a lot of time discussing it Um, This one comes from Sam Rees, it's S Rees underscore eight. Um, He says, it's a creative idea, but I feel that it should remain a blue alternate because it stays true to the name blue jackets. I feel like there's still a great number of different jerseys that could be created with having blue as the main color. Um, We talked about this a little bit too at the beginning. you know it's it's a reverse retro so it's the reverse of what our normal jersey is which is blue so that's at least what we discussed earlier did you guys have anything to say about that
0: i don't know Not blue jackets reversed add. is the capitals but anyways
2: <laughs> <laughs> blue jackets reversed will be jackets blue <laughs> jackets, jackets blue oh. yeah I thought Maya just died, like her her phone died. Not Maya died. Phone. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'm allowed, but I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And the last person said, um, "This is from Jacob Evert." I apologize if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, it's Jacob Efert fifty-four. I'm certainly interested, but I'm going to reserve my final judgment until I see it, um, which is kind of the standpoint we all had. Yeah. Um, you know, once we see the full thing and once we see it on somebody, that's really going to be the biggest part. Agreed. And um, our next one comes from Vanessa. This is one of my favorites. She is part of the broadcast. I am currently actually wearing my Mott Girl Summer um, sweatshirt right now. I love the broadcast. We know that. You probably see me tweeting about it, and I probably won't shut up about them forever. Um, but she said, Why is Vancouver the supreme Canadian city? Ooh, they're liberal. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm going to say they're not problematic. <laughs> um, I'm going to start off by saying it is purely because of the broadcast. <laughs> I'm
0: going to say it's because. I do like the Canucks. Um, I started liking them because of a really shitty person who we no longer stand. Um, We won't even mention his name because he's a pig. But the Canucks are a very interesting team. Um, I love Vancouver. I think it'd be an awesome city to visit. Um, Vancouver is supreme and will should be the capital of Canada.
1: Agreed. The capital of North America. Might I even add? Yes. If I dare say.
2: You 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 dared. Yes.
1: Truth or dare, I dare say it. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Go
2: Vancouver. (laughs) Vancouver, yes. Um, So I guess that kind of spoils where we all would have moved. Had. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But keep keep your imaginations open, guys. So um, that is actually it for the questions of the week. Um, We don't know when we're going to record next. We're thinking that we might do it every other week. So, um, you guys can all submit questions anytime. Yeah, feel um, we free will to save them. them. Yeah. You can submit them on the website as well, email them to us. Um, just hit us up with some questions. And if you're okay with it, we'll include it in our next episode. Alright, so thank you to everyone who listened in on our second episode. We hope this one was just as good, if not better, than our first episode. Uh, We can't wait to talk to you soon. Uh, Make sure you are following us on social media. I am at Lily Schwartz on Twitter.
1: I'm at Lindsay.
0: What am I? Oh, I'm at Maya underscore Lillian. That's M-A-I-A underscore L-Y-L-I-A-N. And if if that's for Kevin.
2: Already, <laughs> if you're not already following us on um Powerpuck Girls on Twitter, make sure you are doing that and at the Powerpuck Girls on Instagram. And make sure to check out our website, powerpuckgirls.com. So this has been episode two of the PPG cast. Any final words, ladies?
1: Um, wear your
0: mask, be a decent human, love each other. Um, be nice to one another. Don't do anything stupid. Um, and we'd like to end every podcast by me saying, Kevin, please contact me. So that would be inserted here. Kevin, please Kevin. contact me. Please. says Maya. M-A-I-A. Maya. It's pronounced Maya. Okay. He has
1: more followers than you two.
0: So. On- only on Twitter. <laughs> but it's because you're inactive. But please, I'm begging you, if you're a liberal, please contact me. We'd make an awesome couple. I agree. But I digress.
1: Power
2: couple.